Oh, hello, dear listener. Welcome aboard the pre-show elevator. Now, before I take you to the show floor, I must warn you, this episode does contain some explicit words, such as and Now, if you don't want to hear such things, I'd suggest you get off here. Oh, you're still here? Wonderful! I'm so glad you decided to stay. We have a great show for you tonight. Well, here's our stop. Enjoy the show. And now, let's get contextual. to another episode of Let's Get Contextual. This week I have uh, Aaron with me to talk about uh, Ghostbusters. How you doing, Aaron? I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I've been really excited about this. Um, yeah, we, absolutely. Yeah, we've had to keep cancelling it. Um, problems my end and your end, but I'm, I'm glad we're finally doing this. Really happy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there was a little bit of delay. Um, you should have been around when we were trying to schedule the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man episode. That got yeah. postponed for like three months in a row. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, yeah. But yeah. So um, so what is your history of Ghostbusters? Obviously, you're a, you're a big fan. So you're you are the big oh. fan in this episode. I'm the one that's just watched it. So. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I, I've always been. Um. I've never liked to say I have a favorite movie. You know, when I've been growing up, people always say, "What's your favorite movie?" And I've never liked to single one movie out because there's just so many good ones. But Ghostbusters yeah. is one that I always go back to. You know, I I remember when I was young, I always watched the um, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And... Yeah. Yeah, f- from that, you kind of get sucked into the movie because I was, I was a bit young to watch the movie at the time. But when I finally did see it, I, I just remember that first instance when, when the three guys go into the library and... The, the ghost lady jumps at them and being very scared of that at the time you know, yeah. I was like 8 or 9 years old and even now it still scares me a little bit you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it still kind of freaks me out but just just that memory of that from when I was young and just always liking that movie it's, it, it's a movie I can watch every day and never get bored of it yeah, absolutely and even not having the background of you know loving this film since i was a kid that you do um yeah i can still see why it blew up like i can see why it became such a big movie for so many kids you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean it's it's very rare that you'll, you'll get a horror comedy of that magnitude that will do that well because it it is a comedy but with like i say it's parts of it scared me so it is essentially a horror movie as well it's much much yeah. like Zombieland you know to, to the younger generations now like Zombieland is a horror but it's also a comedy so it's, it's that's what it is for me I'm, I'm not a massive horror fan but the comedy side it eats it out so I appreciate it much more yeah absolutely uh, and as always I usually like to um, do a kind of mention uh how much the budget was and uh what it made what it grossed um 
So obviously this yeah. is Ghostbusters from 1984. Uh, right. The production budget was around, according to Box Office Mojo, it's around 30 million, um, which was which, a lot at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say back in '84, that was a lot of money. You know, it's yeah, it was. A, this film was a very big risk. It seemed all around because not only were like kind of these horror comedies not big it was also kind of a thing where um there were unknown actors at the time it was kind of an unknown director uh and it was like it was a big slot too i think it was like a big like summer opening um yeah because i I think um a a lot of people believe that it came out towards the end of the year because i I think it's it's, there's a very brief scene where it's set at christmas when they're running down the streets and they've got christmas hats on I'm, yeah, I'm certain it was this one. Yeah, and but it was yeah, it actually came out in the summer. Which again, this kind of movie, you'd think it'd either come out in October near Halloween or towards the end of the year. But yeah, like yeah, you say, but... a big summer blockbuster, and it it managed to do quite well. Yeah. So uh, the budget was around thirty million, uh, but it <laughs> grossed over its entire lifetime, like worldwide. Uh, it made 295 million, over 295 million, which is and at the top, crazy. Money. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. for the time. That's yeah. Big. I mean, this day and age, if a movie doesn't make a billion, it's it's a it's a write off. You know, it's it's yeah. not a good movie. So. Yeah, yeah, and and it's crazy too because like the past few movies I've talked about were kind of bombs at the box office, but became like cult classics later. But this was like a classic right off the bat. They're just like, yep, we're, this is the thing now. <laughs> yeah, again, like you say, for a movie that was a big risk, it it's amazing how well it done straight away and it is still a classic, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I briefly looked at some of the comments on the um, on your post on Facebook and there's not as many fans out there of this movie as I thought there would be. Yeah, yeah. So, um... As Aaron's referencing, uh, I put out uh, a post on Facebook and Twitter to uh, basically ask what people's thoughts on the films were. Uh, I got one response from Twitter uh, by my dad. (laughs) 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 Uh, On Facebook, I got many more replies. So we'll talk about those later. um, Yeah, but I will reference them a little bit. I I, I just felt that I I didn't realize as many people was not necessarily hated this movie but i I thought just kind of lukewarm yeah yeah yeah, it really shocked me yeah it it is kind of surprising i think maybe it's because a lot of those people in the group are more my age of like kind of early to mid 20s (laughs) um because i'm old it's it's a better movie (laughs) thanks thanks for that (laughs) no but i mean i mean like yeah but I, i think i mean like more um it was it, it, this film is very much a film that you you grew up with and you love. No, I, think. I, 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 I do understand. Like I say, when I was young, I it was when the um, real Ghostbusters cartoon was, you know, on the TV regularly. Yeah. So it's something that I did grow up with. It was always in in my view, so to speak. It was always there. So yeah, yeah, it's that's always been ingrained in me. Yeah, and coming to it later, it has been interesting. 
Um, <laughs> but I didn't... I'm glad to say I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I could have. Yeah. Um, but I definitely don't love it as much as you. But that a lot of that is, again, just I don't have the nostalgia. Um, you're welcome to your opinion, even though it's wrong. You're welcome <laughs> to that opinion. <laughs> No, it's fine. There's, yeah. there's so many movies out there that people love, and I don't understand why. It's everyone has their own opinion. You know, I've, I've never. Yeah. I'm not the person that will say, "Well, if you don't like this movie, then we can't be friends." I'm not that guy. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would make an interesting podcast, but no, I'm I'm not going to <laughs> argue. I, yeah. I will argue. I won't. You know, tell you you have to agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, kind of going back to the production just a little bit real quick, I kind of want to touch on yeah. this. Basically, um, they're, basically, it was a risk because um, a lot of the guys and, and the guy that made it, basically, it was kind of Dan Aykroyd's brainchild, um, were Saturday Night Live guys. Um, yeah, they were SNL alums. Cause if you, I'm not sure if you got it there, but a lot of the people they wanted to cast for this movie were people from snl um like uh, john candy and eddie murphy were all touted at one point chevy chase yeah yeah um, i know that um and, before he passed away uh he was going to cast shoot that's that's who i was with. um what's his name i gotta look at it i can't remember oh uh, um uh john I, belushi I he, that's the one he yeah um because obviously he done blues brothers with dan Aykroyd. Yeah, so yeah. You, you could see why he wanted to cast him. Yeah, but it was kind I'm of not, like I'm not sure how. Oh, go on, carry on. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say it, it, this was this movie is kind of it, it, it's it's groundbreaking not only in in what it's done for kind of horror comedies and everything because that wasn't really as much of a big thing, um, but also yeah, uh, what it did for like TV actors <laughs> because SNL kind of blew up in the years yeah. prior, um, and then out of that they were kind of like, you know, they were TV star, but they weren't film star level. And this kind of broke the yeah. boundary between that being like, hey, you guys from TV can come over to film and do just as good. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, nowadays, if you see someone on TV, they'll they'll be doing that for maybe six months to a year. And then before you know it, they're, they're in blockbuster movies. It's, that yeah. transition isn't such a shock anymore. Whereas back then, like you say, it was it was a huge deal. Yeah, it was really like um, a bigger thing. And uh, John Belushi was was one of the one of the main SNL guys along with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, yeah. And afterwards, Dan kind of got into writing, uh, and he started writing Ghostbusters, um, which goes right into his <laughs> history because his family uh, has a business where they do seances, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I, I know he's very much involved in the the, the paranormal aspects. He, I, I believe, he very much believes in ghosts. I think, I think yeah. he even said one of the, the the locations that they were shooting at was haunted. He believed it was haunted. I can't remember okay. where it was. I read it today. I know um, it's going to drive me. Yeah, his his family farmhouse in Ontario is like Ackroyd seances apparently. So this is from like an article I read. Yeah. So I guess it's like it was kind of like if the family business was these seances, and, and from that you know you you would he grew up in 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 that it makes sense that he wrote the film Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, it's, it, again, it's with my affiliation with Ghostbusters, is it, it was ingrained in me as a child. So when you grow up in that environment where the paranormal is a real thing, then of course you're going to eventually weave your way into that, that aspect at some point of your life. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, which is what he did successfully. Yeah, but this film went through a lot in that... Uh... He was trying to he was trying to push it, and uh, the the executive who ended up greenlighting the film mm-hmm. g- came under some a massive heat afterwards because they're like, "This is gonna fail. This is a bad thirty million spent," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, sorry to cut you off. I think originally his um, vision for this movie, he wanted to set it in the future, and they was gonna go through. Um, multiple dimensions fighting different ghosts and uh, oh, okay. paranormal basically a, a much bigger CGI kind of budget than what they had so that, yeah. I think it was actually Harold Ramis that told him you need to dial this way back otherwise it's not going to work yeah yeah and and, and throughout the production of this uh, Aykroyd, Ramis and Murray all kind of argued a lot yeah um, about what it was supposed to be and i think a lot of that stress also came from the fact that basically uh was it paramount are they disputed by paramount i, I know there was or... a dispute over the name at one point um i'm not sure about any other disputes well i know that uh one of the big issues was that the uh, the distribution company i can't remember what it's called it's the one with the the lady that's holding the torch um yeah. um yeah, because it shows up right at the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that's called. No, I, I can't. This, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> anyway, uh, that company had um, an opening because some film didn't work out. They had a blockbuster summer movie opening, mm-hmm. uh, like a slot. And they're like, well, we got to put Ghostbusters in then. So a Greenlight Ghostbusters, they had a year to rewrite it because obviously Aykroyd's script was too crazy for the budget they had to ambitious, um, yeah yeah so they had to go from 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 writing it to uh post-production in a year yeah that's insane yeah that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I could not even comprehend how anyone could do that but it's it I, they were definitely helped by having the script that Ackroyd had before, but they had to rewrite it, it sounds, a lot, you know? Yeah. And I, I think a lot like, of rewritten on set as well, because, you know, to, I'm, I'm assuming Bill Murray would do a lot of ad-libbing on yeah. set. They, they would kind of have to roll with that at, yeah, on and just, set. You know? That's crazy. Like, to to be able to do that amount in such a short time, and for the film yeah. to come out this cohesive and good yeah is crazy yeah it's uh, again now it's just as crazy as as how phenomenal ghostbusters became like what a phenomenon it became yeah it's it's not just the movie anymore it is i heard someone say the other day with the news of ghostbusters 3 uh, uh, someone was saying that they shouldn't make this a franchise and it already is a franchise it's 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 everywhere. It's it's a it's a culture. It's not just a movie. Yeah. Anymore. You know, the, the, like I say, there's cartoons, there's toys, there's video games. That there's everything. So it's 
coming from the 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 problems that they had at the very start and getting to this point now it's it's just unbelievable yeah yeah it's it, it it really is crazy but yeah so uh now that we kind of talked about the production a bit yeah. um well obviously i mean we can kind of skip the the non-spoiler bit of it because i mean you're a huge fan you're gonna say go watch it <laughs> right well yeah i mean it's because it's such an old movie i, I can't I don't believe. I, basically, there shouldn't be any spoiler warning, really, because if yeah. you haven't seen it by now, I don't think you're going to. I mean, I saw like Puff Up Marshmallow Man forever ago. You know, like I saw the climax of the film forever ago. Yeah, and again, um, it's one of those movies that gets references in so many other, you know, media that you. I think you kind of pick now, it up. It's like yeah. it's like Luke being the son of Vader. You know. I, re- I turned that Sorry, around. That's not how it is ever, but... <laughs> yeah. That shocked me because I've never seen Star Wars. No, I have. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, no, yeah, but again, it's it's one of those things that just through other media, you're going to pick it up and the, the movie is already laid out for you. So I think that this day and age, everything gets spoiled within a week anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, That's fair, yeah. Yeah. So... Where would you like to start? <laughs> we could start from the, the beginning. Basically, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I managed to watch this movie again today, um, uh, which is quite difficult for me to get through a movie in one day because of you know I've, I've got many children in my house, but I've, yeah. I've managed to find a quiet corner and watch this movie again. And it, like I said, it's the opening scene. Just it. It pans up to the um, the stone lion outside the library, and and that music that goes along with it. The um, I think it is it called a pheromon. That that kind of way. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I wish I knew. I I know what it is. That kind of sound, but it's it's incorporated into the the music, and it just pans up to the library and straight away it just gives me goose it gives me goosebumps because i know what's going to happen even though i know what's going to happen i'm excited you know and then we see the librarian and and she's yeah. doing, doing her rounds and she goes downstairs and something scares her but we don't know what it is yet it's just that that opening scene again i know what's coming but i can't wait to get to that point because it's just it it just fills me with such joy you know, like a like yeah. a bird. It's it's just great. I mean, what, yeah, what, and what did you think of that opening? Was it? Well, yeah, I was gonna say that it. I actually really, really like it, and I I like the kind of opening of because I think if you're gonna do a, a movie about ghosts, yeah, open it on a on a ghost encounter. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. probably the best way to open a ghost movie. Yeah. Um and it's... I thought it was made really well, like kind of just her walking along and then suddenly like a book just goes from one shelf to the other. I was like, oh that's pretty good. <laughs> like uh, like uh, the subtlety and slow build I really appreciated. Yeah, I, I I spent most of this film today when I was watching it just amazed at the special effects. Because you think back to 1984 and you wouldn't expect the CGI or any kind of uh, effects to be as good as they are. Yeah, like, it is really crazy. Um, I spent most of the movie trying to work out how they would have done it. Because, I was, <laughs> like you say, with the floating books and, and things like that, I'm just, I, I can't work out how they would have done that. 
because I, I can't tell if that's green screen or, or what they did back then, but it's just, it boggles my mind. It really does. Yeah, and it looks great. Just It's it's just a book kind of going across the back, like while she's turned, just going behind her from one shelf to the other, and it's just like, that's great. That's a great way to be like, all right, ghosts, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get it. Yeah. You get Some, it, ghosts. Something's happening. You know what's going to happen. This is, like you say, a very slow build, but it's great. It's, it's, the tension is amazing already. Yeah. Now, the, the second opening, I guess, well, the introduction, really, to one of... Our main characters, but mainly Bill Murray's character, Doctor uh, Beckman. Yeah, Peter Venkman. I, I love. Yeah, is um, he's doing, he's pretending to do a psychology, kind of. Yeah, like a study. Study, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things where he holds up a card and it has a shape on it. Yeah. And he has to see if the if the patient can guess what the card is. It's yeah. kind of what they do to Anakin in Episode One, like when he goes to the temple, because <laughs> Mace Windu's doing this test with him. Yeah, maybe they stole this from Ghostbusters. They, they must. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, there's this there's this white kid with an afro, which is funny. Um, yeah. And, very eight. <laughs> and there's a girl. Uh, and a very pretty girl. A very pretty girl. Yeah, she. They. I guess they're college age. Although the guy looks like he is just got into high school. Like. <laughs> yeah, I think. Because of what happens, I think is you have to assume that they're older than uh, they look, the, the right yeah. age, if, if that makes sense. You know, that, that consensual age, if that's the right word. Yeah, so so basically, Dr. Venkman is, he's doing this test and he's telling the girl that she's getting every single one right when yep. she's, she's not. Because the camera does this clever thing where it'll be behind Venkman and you'll see the shape. And yeah. then the, the patient will answer and he'll be like, correct. Yeah. And then the guy is getting them all wrong, uh, which for quite a few of them, he actually is getting them wrong. Yeah. But uh, Venkman will shock him. Yes. Uh, which I don't know if that's actually a thing that happens in those studies. I'm pretty sure it's not, though. I, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think just for comedy effect, that is perfect. You know, I, I don't think, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain they wouldn't do that to a real person. But <laughs> it, it is pretty good for because this kid gets over it real quick. He's like, "I'm so done." Yeah, this is really irritating. Yeah. Uh, what, what's funny? What, what was funny to me is the last one. I was kind of waiting for this. The very last one that the boy, the guy, the boy does is like squiggly lines, and he gets it correct. Yeah, and and Venkman's still like, "You're still wrong, man." <laughs> yeah, he just. Yeah, they they very calmly, coolly puts the card down without showing him, and yeah, they all kind of look at each other because they know what's happening. They know what's coming. He's going to get another shock, and like you say, he gets out. He doesn't like that, you know. He yeah. Set very quickly. It's it's just great because it's the way very subtly Peter Fenkman just goes. Well, there's only seventy five to go. And it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I, I'd uh. be upset. But yeah, yeah I, I, he would. He, I really. Sorry, go on. No, 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 please, please go. I was just gonna say he was basically doing this to um, take that girl out on a date, I suppose. Which uh, I'm not sure yeah. if that's See, I, legal. I immediately interpreted it as he wants to take her to bed because I was trying to be subtle. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 fine. There, this this podcast has has never been subtle. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he was. That's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to the characters, I guess. But like, that is kind of my main issue with him. Um, because he's a sexual fiend. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like he, yeah. not only because because of that not only because he he wants sex because that's fine whatever but he's like actively doing his job wrong and like manipulating his <laughs> job both times cuz he loses his job as a professor because he's doing this crap yeah um but then as his job as a ghostbuster too he's like leveraging it to to get close to them and to try to like woo them and it's kind of funny but at the same time I'm like you're a douche, and I I kind of felt uncomfortable for the women in the in the scenarios. I was specifically thinking of the girl, although she was all into it. Um, yeah, she and, she enjoyed that. <laughs> and uh, Sigourney Weaver's character Dana Bar- Dana Barrett. Yeah, I was like, especially when he's in her home later, I felt extremely uncomfortable for her, and I was just like, <laughs> get him out of your house. I, I think that's. If you made a movie like that in this day and age, that character, or even possibly even the actor, would get crucified for yeah for being like a like a sexual predator. Yeah, I think I'm I'm not excusing it because it was in the eighties. I I was just gonna say I, I I think back then that kind of act, not 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 that act, but that that sort of persona wasn't as bad i think it was more for the comedic effect as opposed to this man is a sexual predator i don't i don't i <laughs> yeah. don't i don't get that from his character i think he's just a fun loving guy and he's you know he wants to impress women and he kind of has to use his surroundings to do so you know yeah that's, yeah that's what i took from it i it, it is quite creepy i admit but <laughs> That's just the way he is, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he didn't yeah, have up for me. I think this is a kind of. I think one of the char- one of the comments later mentions that uh, he didn't feel like any of the characters had any character, and they're kind of just like one thing, and that's their character. Um, but in its defense, uh, my dad said something. I was kind of going back and forth with him about this film, and yeah. he grew up with with Ghostbusters. He loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he mentioned that if you watch it as a as if it's a live action cartoon you can stomach things a lot better and i i yeah. i watched the film already but i thought back and i'm like that works so well like if you if you think of this film as a 80s cartoon but live action yes it just fits that entirely because all the characters are pretty one dimensional but they have their shtick you know Aykroyd's character, Dr. Raymond Stance, is the the guy that's kind of all about the ghosts, and he's like, "Oh, let's do this! Come on!" Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and uh, Harold Ramis's character, uh, Dr. Egon Spengler, yeah, um, is is the nerd or the Spock or whatever, you know, yeah, the kind of like the guy that has mo- the brains, um, and uh, Dr. Venkman is the lead guy that's 
like kind of you know he's hitting on the women but he you know does his job when he needs to yeah. he's the player kind of guy and just thinking about all of this as i was watching as i was like thinking back on the film in my head i'm like that fits so well and i feel like that's kind of what Ackroyd was going for with this film yeah it's it's just a silly larger than life comedy that's that's all it is it's just it's just people it, it, these characters just having fun throughout yeah. the film even during the scary moments and and the moments that they're in when they should be very very scared it's almost like they're still having fun with it so yeah it's like you say it's just over the top and cartoonish yeah and i think if you try to critique it as like a more serious film it's gonna fall apart you know what i mean oh yeah if you pull that thread it's it's all coming down but I, I yeah I but just like looking at it as an 80s cartoon i was like that that fits so well and it makes sense why it did so well as a cartoon like I've, i haven't heard yeah. anyone say that the ghostbusters cartoon is bad at no. all no, it's it, it's not great by today's standards, you know, animation-wise, but it's, it, I, I think I look for it for a nostalgic, you know, glasses. It's it, it was great when I was young, and it still kind of is now, you know, it's not, Yeah. again, it's not perfect, but it's what we had in the early 90s, you know, it's the best that we had <laughs> yeah. at the time, so, yeah, it's, it was good enough. Yeah, um... So, I mean, that was kind of, like, my main issue with the introduction and just Venkman's character through the film. But I think just looking at it through the lens of, of a live-action cartoon, most of that is done away with. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you mean... You know what I mean? If you... I, I don't know why, but Space Jam popped into my head. I'm, I'm not sure why. Yeah. If those, you know, cartoon characters were acting in the same kind of way, you wouldn't... You, you would not even think twice about it. You'd just be like, well, that's the way Bugs Bunny acts. You know, he's that's what he does. Or yeah. any of those characters, you wouldn't you wouldn't really bat an eyelid, but I suppose because it's a real person, you kind of have to try and look past it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I But yeah, so anyway, back to the, the story, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he... he venkman is doing this whole test with the the students and he gets interrupted by stance who comes yeah. in and is like there was a disturbance in the library nearby or something like that yeah, and he's very um, excited he's like a child it's, it's yeah I, it I, sounds I, like Ac like ackroyd would be if in real life <laughs> he, I, I was, he was a scientist hunting down ghosts but i was, ghosts. I was gonna say this about bill murray i don't think he was really acting it was more just he was just being bill murray which i think is yeah maybe you know i never really thought about dan Aykroyd that way but he probably was as well he was just you know saying these lines but this is what he's like in real life you know he was very excited about yeah the thought it almost kind of it almost kind of feels like most of the cast because of their background with snl was acting kind of like an snl character yeah yeah most actors are just embellishing in on stuff from their real life and yeah they always put one kind of characteristic from their life into their role it, not always but uh, uh, the majority of the time i believe that's what they do so yeah he, he he would be excited yeah 
Um, and then so they they go together to the library from the first scene. Um, yes. And we meet Egon, uh, yeah. which I Egon's great. I love Egon. I I love that introduction. That, that he's he's for some reason in listening to a table for a stethoscope. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Peter Venkman runs his hands across the table and then throws a book down. I I, I love that kind of that jokey side to him because he does it a lot throughout the movie. He just he is the jokester. Yeah. Yeah, they're little tiny pranks, but you, they're just really funny. You know, they the what yeah. else's expense, but for some reason it's funny. I don't know. Now that I'm yeah, no, in the, no, like, I, I on another level. The comedy in this, uh, it wasn't the kind of comedy that I was rolling on the floor laughing while I was watching it. But yeah. just kind of thinking back on it and talking about it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, I still laugh at a lot of the jokes, even though I've seen this movie hundreds, if not thousands of times. But uh, I found myself just, I was trying to watch it to soak as much of it into my brain for this recording. And I just, I kept drifting off and actually getting soaked into the film and just laughing. So yeah, I, yeah. I try my hardest to remember everything. <laughs> yeah but um so this is kind of the team for really a lot of the movie i was honestly surprised by how little of winston there was i thought he was like a uh, one of the ghostbusters from the beginning yeah. in any promotional i mean not any promotional theory at the time because even in like the poster it's just the main three guys but like nowadays it's those four yeah again, um it's it's a cultural thing when you hear ghostbusters and you see ghostbusters you think of the four because whenever they're um you know mentioned in other media they will show you or you know hint at the fact that there was four of them but yeah it, it still always it almost kind of tricks me in a way because i know there are four at the end of the movie when you go into the beginning you think well where's winston yeah it's, yeah. it's strange it's strange yeah, and and I think, um, I kind of like how it went now. Uh, like like looking back on it, I I appreciate like Winston in the film and kind of his role. Um, yeah, because but kind of going in, I was like, well, where's where's the where's the black guy? <laughs> yeah, no, I think because I mean, spoilers like jumping ahead a little. He's just a guy looking for a, a nine to five. I mean, yeah. Their job is twenty four seven, but he's just he's just a regular Joe looking for a job. And you know, when you're at a time of your life where you will just take any job, you know, he saw the ad in the paper and thought, well, it's a job. I'll go for that. And that's yeah. When that, I love um, yeah, cool. Well, I was gonna say jumping ahead a little bit, but I love in his like little quote unquote interview with um, Janine with Janine. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love. Uh, that he she's like do you believe in and she lists like all these paranormal things and he's like if uh if you tell me to believe them then yes or something like that yeah if, um if there's a steady paycheck in it i'll believe anything you tell me yeah <laughs> yeah is, that line was great it's it's kind of how most people would be they'd be like well, i just need a job if that's what the job is then i believe it go you know pay me yeah absolutely and i think it it just plays into his character. Like I quite I quite enjoyed his character by the end of the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, jumping back. So we get the main three. We got Venkman, we got Stance, and we got Egon. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're going to the to the library basement to check out what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, stacked. So books. they're going. To, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's yeah. the um, there's the the cataloging system that in the first scene, uh, the ghost just like spills this all of the 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 papers out onto the floor. Yeah. Um, and so they go through there and they see like ectoplasm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our like introduction to like ghost slime basically <laughs> yeah it's i mean when you hear about ectoplasm you don't think there would be that much but for some reason in this there's it was everywhere it yeah there was a lot of bill murray getting ectoplasm on him in this film <laughs> yeah no there is he gets slimed a lot um it's actually again i've just watched this and jumping ahead a little bit at the end spoilers alert spoiler alert when um the stay puff marshmallow man explodes and they're all covered in the marshmallow peter venkman comes from out of shot and he's only got a tiny bit in his hair and i just thought that yeah where everyone else is absolutely covered but he's not basically but yes maybe that's why because he got slimed so much throughout this movie yeah it's kind of the joke like on the final one where everybody's getting slimed he's the one that doesn't yeah, and he's fine. But yeah, he's he he gets asked to um take a sample, and it it just it's I wouldn't enjoy that. It it goes everywhere. Yeah, it's it's nasty. I have a thing where like oils and you know like kind of like syrupy liquids and stuff are really not my thing. Yeah, <laughs> so I... watching that, I'm like, ugh, nope, no. Yeah, it's, he probably would have had to wash his hands many, many times as I would as well. I yeah, yeah, you'd get that like slime, like that slipperiness on your hands. It's it's like um, Vaseline. Yeah, yeah. If, you, uh, if no. even if you just get a little tiny bit on your finger, it you have to wash it three, four times before you stop feeling the oils. It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's it's nasty. Uh, but anyway, so they they kind of go through the the different levels and eventually they come around a corner and there's a ghost and what's funny is i'm going into this movie with only the pop culture image of ghostbusters yeah so i'm expecting all of the ghosts to be slimers because slimer right. is the yeah. most popular yeah I've, so I've, I've never understood why so many of these ghosts look different there's some that look human and there's some that not i'm, I'm sure there is a, a real explanation for that but i've never understood it myself I've... yeah i don't know um i know that i think probably as a joke um dan Aykroyd said he based the body type of slimer after john Belushi. um yeah john the guy that passed away yeah because he's like some part of him will still be in the film um <laughs> i i can't tell if that's a joke but it, it must be right <laughs> I don't know. I'd I'd like to think it is, but John Belushi. Yeah, if whilst they're on set, apparently they all refer to it as John Belushi. So maybe it was just a joke. I, I don't know because it doesn't really look like him. I think it's more the the characteristic, the the eating food and being quite okay. close. I think I think that was more what he meant. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. in, in Ackroyd's mind, Belushi is in the film because of Slimer. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah we're not talking about slimer uh they around the corner and it's actually like a pretty good ghost like it's you know it's got the faded look through it um and it looks kind of like a normal old lady you know just an old lady reading a book yeah um and then they they charge it and it turns and like (laughs) totally scares them i was not expecting that honestly like i I thought this was more of a kids' movie than it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, when you look at it properly, um, I think kids would be really scared of this. Like I was, you, you know, that 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 image of that ghost when she contorts and screams and flies at the camera. Like I say, it still kind of scares me a little bit today. Yeah, my, it's. It just, I kind of like jumped a bit i was like oh i wasn't expecting that (laughs) see the thing is i expect it and it still kind of makes me jump every time but uh, i think that's why i love this movie so much because every time i watch it it is like i'm watching it for the first time yeah yeah but yeah so they run away screaming uh (laughs) back to the university which is pretty funny so they like they run a long way uh but but then uh bill uh peter venkman's like i've got an idea let's make money on this or no no no. sorry they They go they get fired they get fired yeah yeah, that's right and then that happens yeah so basically they go back to like their classroom and it's being emptied by like the school board leader or something like that yeah the 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 dean is is that what they refer to now yeah sure the dean there he is dean yeager Mm -hmm. yeager yeah yeah that guy played by jordan charney um great actor (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah so they they go back and and he's like well we're not doing like you know your weird fake science anymore um which is funny because technically venkman is a psychologist but I, I think the film leads us to believe that he actually isn't. Like, he just somehow, like, cheated and... Not, maybe not cheated, but, like, kind of just, by the skin of his teeth, just got past all the tests to I, get a PhD. I can imagine he was a janitor at that college and put on a suit one day and just convinced everyone that he was a scientist. Yeah, because he's a sweet talker. He's not a psychologist at all. Yeah, he's doing. I, yeah, <laughs> not at all. It it really would not surprise me if that that was the actual character, and he just lucked his way into that job. A bit like Jack Black in School of Rock, just appears out of nowhere and says, "Yep, I'm a teacher." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on. This is headcanon now. This is. <laughs> I'm on board. And it it would explain why he's so creepy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I'll all still, the explanations. I, I still love this moment. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> myself out of it. <laughs> oh, but uh, so they get fired, and then Venkman's like, "I got an idea. Let's make this into a business." Yeah. Uh, and thus is born Ghostbusters, which I mean, it's not a bad idea. Like, if this is like a viable, like actual thing, like there's there's ghosts in this world. Um, yeah, especially of that magnitude as well. You know, because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, and. He he basically says to Egon, "Can you do this?" And he says, "Well, I've I've crunched the numbers. It's possible. So why not try and make money off of it? You know, if if you've lost your job, you've got nothing to lose. So 
it's definitely yeah. an idea that you know they they should have pursued and they did so it's and like we say there's definitely ghosts out there they've already proved that so yeah they've also there's not i i quite enjoyed that there wasn't like a team member that needed to be convinced no. you know they're just they all saw the ghost we're on board let's move on you know yeah peter Venkman when when they're on the way to the library he's kind of got that rolling his eyes sort of yeah you know like he he wouldn't mind seeing one but he doesn't really care and then he does it and he immediately thinks well why not make money from it it's like he's not even shocked yeah he's not really shocked a lot like he gets scared like the rest of them but he's not it makes me feel like they've had one or two encounters but not to like that scale you know what i mean like an encounter maybe a little more faded or maybe less carnage but so that he, uh, at least enough to where he's like, all right, they probably exist. Yeah. You know, yeah, so that it's not like a shock. Yeah, especially on some kind of subconscious, subconscious level, they remember something. So, yeah, it's that's probably why they're not so scared all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they go into business together. Um, is this when Dana Barrett's story comes in? Uh, they, they buy the firehouse... Okay, they do that. Do that first. Okay. Um, yeah, they buy the firehouse. Uh, and... It's pretty great. That's a great scene, because like, they they go in and Egon and Venkman are both like, this is not a great place. It's rickety, and Egon's like breaking down how the 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 structure of the building is not safe and stuff. Yeah, uh, he even gives Venkman a kind of a wink, nudge, look, as if to say just go with it because we can get some money off and they they can't yeah like you say they're trying to haggle the price yeah yeah and then stance just rides down the pole and he's like this is awesome we're doing it yeah again he, he gives that kind of childlike feel to him, his character and he's like oh, I, I love this place can we move in now i'll, I'll go get my bags yeah yeah I, yeah I, honestly i think stance is my favorite out of them yeah, I'd, like, I, I, I mentioned a I, I, quick plug. I, I did a video for my YouTube channel the other day, um, and I basically said he's he's extremely clever but quite dumb in a way. I, I didn't mean like yeah. he's stupid. He can't like like we said. He gives off that childlike naivety about yeah. everything. Same time, he's clearly a genius. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I really like that because he's not Venkman who just doesn't care and is hitting on everyone. Yeah. Um, and he's not Egon who just has no emotions, you know. Yeah, he's just excited about everything that is around. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, so then I believe next is is the introduction to to Dana Barrett. Um. Yes, yes, because the Slimer part comes after. I think they they do the advert and then they do their um their, their commercial. Sorry, <laughs> I, yeah. I, need, I need to remember that my British isms. Um, yeah, they do the commercial and she. I think she sees it and then she goes into her kitchen with her groceries. 
Yeah, so she she walks into her apartment, and there's a great scene outside the door where you immediately get to know who Rick Moranis' character I, is. I, I completely forgot about Lewis. I, I, I love Rick Moranis. He's so good in that role. It's... He is. He's very good. So, so uh, Dana Barrett Sigourney Weaver uh, lives in, like, this apartment complex, and her neighbor, like, across the hall is Rick Moranis' Lewis. Yeah. And he's just very, like, he's that annoying like extreme homeschooled almost extreme nerd you know what i mean yes and i'm i'm homeschooled so i'm allowed to say extreme homeschooled (laughs) (laughs) um Um, yeah but like you know like like long blue pants and a blue shirt tucked into them and big glasses and just kind of walking up to her he like he specifically hears whenever she's outside the apart, like his door, and I, he opens the door immediately and runs out to talk to her. I, th- I think he's probably looking through the peephole, waiting, and then he hits, oh yeah, here's the the elevator, and he yeah he kind of creeps on her. There's a lot. He of, is very uh, into her. Yeah, there's a lot of creeping in this movie, isn't there? There is. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of it, it's especially directed at Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> well, it, it's not surprising. She's a beautiful lady. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, so, so you get an introduction to him and he, he does this all the time during the movie. I love his running jokes. His running jokes are, he always runs out whenever Dana's nearby. Yeah. And he always locks himself out of his apartment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, you can actually imagine someone like him doing that as well. He looks like the sort that would constantly self out of his apartment. That's, it's, it's great. It really is funny i think if i remember rightly they wanted um john candy for that role okay and when he auditions he auditions with a german accent and i I think dan Aykroyd basically said no we're not doing that so they (laughs) they went and got rick moranis yeah which is a good it was good like and i think it helps that she is so much taller than him (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone is, you know, he's, he's yeah, but pretty. specifically like her, it, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she goes into her apartment, her TV's on, uh, and the like the Ghostbusters commercials comes on. It's super awkward and it's pretty great. Um, yeah, and then she goes into the kitchen, sets her eggs down, and ghost stuff. Um, yeah, they 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 crack on the uh, the worktop and they start cooking by themselves. Yeah, and then she opens her fridge, or her fridge opens itself, I think. Um, I, I think she can hear it, and there's a, a light coming out of it, and uh, yeah. she goes to investigate. She opens it, it's a whole other dimension. It, feel, it felt, that one shot felt very uh, never-ending story from, yes. from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she opens it, and it's... It's a shot of like this this tower just kind of floating, and there's flames, and there's the 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 the, the goblin the dog. dogs, demon yeah. dogs, yeah, they're there as well. Um, obviously she freaks out, and uh, this is how she ends up going after the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, did you um did you see the foreshadowing in that scene at all? Um. Basically, when when she puts her groceries on the on the um, on her counter, next to the eggs is a bag of uh, Stay Puffed marshmallows. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh, watching a documentary, I saw that before, and I was like, oh, 
I didn't even see that when I was watching it. I was not observant. It, it, which is, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> I I don't I can't remember whether I um saw that before I heard about it or if it was the other way round. But now every time I look for it, and even though I know it's there, it's it's one of those nerd things that you just you have to tell everyone for no reason. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very clever though, and I I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think. I think in between her... Well, Slimer happens after, doesn't he? Yeah, the, uh, she goes to the firehouse. Um, yeah, uh, and they've already hired Janine, which I thought was funny. Yeah, um, and Venkman, you know, asking her if there's any calls or any appointments, and she just says, well, n- no, why would there be, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that and, is pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Janine was was kind of fun as kind of this like sassy, uh, yeah, New York, like, yeah, yeah. It was really great. Yeah, she is. Really, um, yeah. Although from the trailers for the 2016 one, I do like what they did with Chris Hemsworth's uh, version. Basically, I I do. I I I actually enjoy the 2016 version. I I think it's actually quite good. And I I love Chris Hemsworth. He he's got such great comic timing, as well. Yeah. He really, really did well in that movie. Yeah. So I I like that. I think I'll I might like him better as a. I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, it's not a clerk. What is it's um. Shoot, I can't think of the word. Anyway, as like the person that conducts all the calls and everything. Um, but she was great in this movie. Yes, yes. She's not in it a lot, but when she is, she she kind of steals the show, so to speak. Yeah, she's she's good fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she, uh, Vic, Venkman's there. Uh, I guess Stance and Egon are just off doing something else. I forget what they're doing. Uh, um, Stance is fixing the car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, and oh, Egon was underneath the desk. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that later? I thought that was later. No, it's, it's um, when Venkman's talking to Janine and he, he's asking her if there's any appointments, and he says to her, "You know, use this equipment because we're paying for it." And as he goes into his office, uh, Egon oh, yeah. pops up from underneath the desk and then leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what was going on down there? <laughs> he was fixing her computer. Yep. <laughs> this is a kids' film. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah. There's more stuff to come. Oh, lots. There's there are more glaring, in your face, <laughs> references than that. So- um. But yeah, so uh, she comes in and Vecman's, like, pretty much all over her immediately. He yeah, runs he, out of his office and he's like, hello, how can I help you? Yeah, he, he, um, he jumps over his turnstile uh, yeah. door and, yeah, he's very excited. And everyone knows that it's not because we have a patient. It's because the patient is, or not a patient, a customer. Uh, because It's because the customer is a beautiful woman. <laughs> yes, so he gets very excited. Yeah, Um. so he... 
ends up going back with her to her apartment, uh, which she's waited three days, which is crazy. Yeah, um, she said, yeah, she she tells them the story of what happened, and, like, yeah, why, I don't, I don't know why you'd wait three days and then go and see them, why not go, because she obviously, maybe she was in shock, I, I think. You yeah, maybe. After that experience, um, but yeah, three, three days is a long time to wait, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It kind of makes sense in that universe, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, But they go back, and basically Venkman's just trying to to be aloof, I guess, and kind of just... He's not really doing anything. He has a fake machine, which isn't doing anything, I don't think. She actually asks him if he knows what it it does, or if it's working, and he says, well, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like he's... He's very much just kind of dodging around. He looks at the bedroom and he's just trying to, you know, get to her. And she's like, well, could you stop and actually do your job? And yeah. I was on her side the whole time. I'm like, dude, you, come on. <laughs> I, no, I, I, well, it makes sense. But he was just making me laugh the whole time. And that, that, that bit that he does with the piano, when he just twinkles the two keys... Oh yeah, that was funny. To this day, I cannot walk past a piano or a keyboard without doing that. Every time, <laughs> I I don't know why I do it. I just I can't help myself. It's like a nervous tick. I have to do it. <laughs> well, I love that he he does it and he's like, I love to do this. Really annoys him, <laughs> pisses them off or something like that. It's really great. And then he introduces himself. This yes. And and she says that he's more like a game show host, which is true. He has that kind of yeah. Personality. Yeah, and again, that just plays into the cartoon aspect of it. Yeah, he's 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 not a real person at all. No, I, <laughs> no, not at all. I can't imagine um, anyone acting like that. I think it, the scene from memory ends with her shoving him out of his apartment or her apartment. Um, yeah, he declares which makes his love sense for her. Yeah. And then, yeah, she throws him out, as you would. After, after all of yeah. that, he, you know, he, he would great on someone, I can imagine. So, yeah, she kicks him out. Yeah, and then, um, and then they get the call to the, 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 um... The hotel. Hotel, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got one. Yeah, that, the, the big, uh, she... We've got one! Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, she hits the button and they all jump up and go down the fire pole and race off. It's it's yeah. It's a great visual because you can imagine it is a firehouse and a fire. If there is a fire, the way they'd rush off like that, and it's the fact that they're doing it because someone thinks they've seen a ghost. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's madness. Yeah, but it's 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 really good fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then you kind of get glimpses of their costumes, uh, but and the car, and then they they drive up in in the, the what is that called the ghost machine? Uh, um, the Ecto One. Oh, the Ecto One. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, and you get the first full shot of them in their costumes, and I was like, yeah, that's that's a good way to do it because yeah. like their first real um, encounter, and they have you know their full costumes and everything and i was like yeah that's good good job (laughs) yeah the the way they kind of walk through that door they're very proud and you know they're standing there in the kind of superman pose and then 
people just walk past and look at them, you know, like kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. It's it's a great it's it's a great scene. Yeah, um and then basically uh there's this great sequence where uh they're kind of going up the halls cuz it's on like a certain floor uh and we get Slimer. Um yes. they like split up to to chase him down. Um I, Yeah, it's 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 I, great fun. I I really enjoyed this scene. Yeah, I I love the shot when um Stance comes around the corner and he sees it for the first time and, and the cigarette in his mouth just kind of hangs because his, his then, mouth is open and it just hangs there for a brief second. Yeah, and then it just drops. Yeah, It's, it's just little tiny details like that that just just make me laugh and I, I love it because it's, it's such a small thing but it's a big thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And um, uh, this is when... Venkman gets covered in like the Slimer runs through him, and so he gets covered in ectoplasm. Yeah, and uh, Stance um, contacts Egon and tells him what's happened, and Egon replies with, "Okay, Ray, save some for me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's the way that Egon would respond. You know, he he's more interested in the slime than whether Venkman's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. But basically, they kind of chase Slimer around until he goes into the ballroom, I think. Yes. And there's, like, a an event happening. Uh, and they do the thing where they completely destroy it in their attempts to get Slimer. Uh, yeah. Honestly, this is probably my my favorite, like, big scene of the movie. Yeah, because... Um, yeah, because still... I'm just chasing down this, this guy. I can see why Slimer became so big. <laughs> yeah, because... He, well, yeah, he's, he's the most well one of the most iconic parts of this movie but they're, they're using untested equipment in, oh yeah in a very expensive ballroom and like you say just absolutely decimating everything and it's just it's hilarious um, yeah and they're burning everything and their their suits i love that there's they come back all the time and their suits are always kind of burnt a bit and they got you know stains from the ectoplasm and everything like yeah, they're not clean every time. I really appreciated that. Yeah, again, it's 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 those little details that most people won't notice, but when you do see them, you just appreciate it so much more because the amount of detail that went into every scene, you know. Yeah, just... yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so then uh, they're trying to like it was quite funny too. The the attendant trying to keep the the guests from asking what's happening in that room <laughs> yeah. and i love that they burst out and he and bill murray's just like we came we saw and we yeah we captured it or something like that we, we, <laughs> and then just no. leave yeah and he bills them for five grand oh yeah that was <laughs> really good i love that they're like estimating the costs they're like well, this is like three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can clearly see him just making it up in his head, and he's yeah, you know. I love that, and then I love when when he's like, "I will not pay that price," and he's like, "Well, we can always just put him back in the room," and he's like, yeah. "Well, stop." <laughs> <laughs> and there's just guests standing around just watching what's going on. This, this, this. yeah. So, the smoking trap was pretty good too. I, I like the touch that each of the traps kind of smokes once they have, um. A ghost in it. Yeah, and you, you can. I think you can even slightly hear them as well. If 
Yeah. If you listen carefully, you can hear like a, a kind of growl or a, a certain noises from each trap. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on how Slimer was, was made because the way they did it was they put him on a black screen. Yeah. So basically, it was a man in a costume being Slimer. Uh, but because of the yeah. way they did it, they had like poles connecting to his like eyes and face and everything. So yeah, um, he couldn't move. Uh, so it's kind of like a never-ending story situation, actually, where Slimer couldn't the actor Slimer couldn't really like walk around, and because of that, they had to film it in such a way that like they would zoom the camera in on him when they wanted him to fly up or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, just little tricks like that I always really appreciate, because this is before even they had, like, mobile suits, you know? Yeah, because, like I said before, that, especially Slimer, it looks CGI, but it's not, it, like you say, it's just a... It looks really good, yeah. It's just a person in a suit. I think I think they called it Onion Head on set, because it smelled yeah. Really bad. Ugh. Yeah, but it, it's, it's, it's really impressive, and the te- again the technical achievement of this film is is really impressive yeah. um obviously i mean some films with higher budgets did did better stuff at the time like i can think of the star warses um but they had backing whereas this was a gamble you know what i mean yeah i mean 30 million i mean back then was a lot of money but it doesn't go very far when you're making a movie like this yeah, it doesn't compare to, like, the probably about, like, 100-plus that Star Wars Empire yeah. had behind it, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's barely enough move, money to make a movie, so the fact that they did on such a small budget is... And yeah, and they did all good. these effects. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, we'll get to Marshmallow but and the dogs, but they're impressive. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so they... Uh, yeah, you're right. So they... They head out from the hotel, um, and I don't remember what's next. <laughs> um, it's it's is it is it the montage? Yeah, it's basically uh, the montage okay. of them going around New York City and catching numerous ghosts and um, dreaming about ghosts as well. Yeah, so I want to touch on that for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love this montage. I think my like honestly my favorite part of the movie is this catch of Slimer through the montage because it kind of shows it shows them catching a few more. It doesn't really show many more ghosts, uh, probably for budget reasons. Yeah. Um, but it shows them kind of becoming popular and coming on the scene and a few newscasts and just it, it it's really great of being like all right, this is how they become popular and bigger and why they need another worker and the fight. hence Winston later. Yep. yep. Um, but also famous yeah yeah um and kind of it kind of leads the way for that uh that government worker later as well yeah obviously they're they're attracting a lot more attention and you know the the question i I think one of the radio hosts actually says something along the lines of uh, are these ghosts appearing now because the ghostbusters are here is it yeah is is it a coincidence or is there something you know, more sinister going on. Yeah, and I, I, I really appreciated that, and I like that that is a story element they played with, of like, because th- that's a reaction that people would have, is like, well, if you're the only Ghostbusters out there, and this is a new problem, is this yeah. because you're creating the problem, you know? Yeah, it's... Just ripping it's, people off. 
yeah, it's, it's reactionary. You know, what, like, while there were no supervillains before Batman showed up, a lot of people blame Batman for the supervillain aspect in Gotham. It's, it's the same kind of thing. Well, like you say, we didn't have ghosts before, but now that you show up, apparently we have ghosts now. So yeah, that, that question would be asked very quickly. And I like that... I mean, we're jumping ahead of it. So let's mention the, that one scene I wanted to mention because I wanted to. I want to get to the government guy. Um, Peck. Yeah. Yeah, Peck. Um, there, there, there is a scene where Ackroyd, uh, Ackroyd's character Stance, uh, falls asleep and has a dream of basically getting a <laughs> blowjob from a ghost. Yeah, it's. When you're a kid watching that, you're not quite sure what's going on, but at the same time, you kind of know what's going on, and it's very yeah. Um, obviously, that that scene and another one later are the two that I'm like, this isn't entirely a kids' movie. <laughs> no, but I think if you like, I say when you show a child, they're they're so oblivious, they don't know what is going on, so it's not as bad. Um, it's it's like having a lot of adult jokes in a Pixar movie. You know, we pick up on them, but the kids won't. I, I think. Yeah, it reminds me of Shrek. Yeah, it's there's just so many jokes that an adult will get, but a child won't. So I, I think, especially in this instance, because you don't actually see the ghost doing anything. So. No, you just see like you just see his butt belt coming undone, seemingly of its own, but you see a ghost before that, so it's kind of like Again, you know what's happening. That's another great effect as well. That that belt being undone, it's yeah, it's so simple, but it's so elegant. It's it's just amazing. I love I love yeah yeah things like that. I'm just wondering how much of Stance is actually Ackroyd? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this something that's happened to Ackroyd before and is that why he wrote it? <laughs> um, more than likely, I, I can imagine the sort of dreams that he would have. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty... Yeah, it was just kind of like, alright. <laughs> she was a pretty ghost as well, so it's, it's okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, after the montage, um, I believe that's when the gov- uh, when Peck comes in. Um, did, did Peck? There might be another Barrett scene. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just. I've, I've I've only watched this today. It's 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 mad. Um, I'm trying to think if Winston comes in before Peck. No. No, I know at one point. No, because when Peck comes back the second time, Winston is out with Ray. So you, yeah. Yeah, it must be this part where Peck turns up. Yeah, so basically... No, no, I forget. no, no, no sorry, because when Venkman goes down to tell the others about Peck, Winston is there because it's the part with the Twinkie. No, yeah, that's later, though. That's when Peck comes back with the warrant. This is Peck's first time coming in. He doesn't have a warrant this time. I'm very confused. Oh, <laughs> so, so basically, Peck comes <laughs> yeah. in the first time and he's like, "Hey, you're you, you're unlicensed. Um, you have unlicensed use of 
basically nuclear technology. Yeah, he's um, he's from the the EPA. Environment. Yeah, yeah, um, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Some reason, and he's like the Simpsons. He he's like, you have no idea what this is doing on the area. Um, this is dangerous. And Venkman's like completely dismisses him. He's like, you just come back with a warrant if you want. Yeah, just yeah, go. go go get your warrant and yeah. Uh, he, so then Peck leaves. Very angrily. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And later we get the scene because that's when they open it and that's when all hell breaks loose, literally. Um, but yeah, so so Peck leaves uh, and ba- basically Venkman's made an enemy. And this is like, it's this is the this is the gun. It's like, all right, that, the smoking gun, this is going to come back later. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know straight away that no good will come of this because he will come back with a warrant because he's... You you can tell straight away that he's that kind of guy, that yeah you know he's petty enough that he'll go do that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair though, from his perspective, this could be doing anything to the environment. Like he, this this little machine could be like poisoning the entirety of New York with radiation. You know? Yeah, exactly. You just so don't he, know. He's doing his job, but just not in a very nice way because no, <laughs> he is a bit of a slime ball. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what's next. I'm I'm forgetting the 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 lineage lineage. Yeah, but it's... I know there's another Barrett scene somewhere. Um, because I've... I know Venkman visits her at her work. Yeah, she she's um a cellist, and as she comes out, he goes to explain to her about um Zool and Goza. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Because because when she first mentioned when she first comes to them, he she mentions these names, and they kind of they kind of are like, "We'll look into this. You can you know chill for a while, basically. Oh, we'll get back." So yeah, Venkman goes back to update her. Okay, I was forgetting why he goes back, but that that's why. Yeah, because he's got that kind of little slip of paper that that has all the the information on it, and yeah, he just explains to her. What, he says that he researched it, but I can't imagine that he did. Uh, Egon definitely researched it. Yeah, <laughs> he had Egon write it down for him. Again, he is a swindler. He is a he is a um, he is a a janitor that worked his way up. So he, exactly. He did not research it. No, he's just trying to impress her, and by yeah. dying, terrible, terrible man. Um, but yeah, so he he kind of explains what's going on a bit. Basically, the history behind uh, Gozer and Zul. Yes, um, and that they were evil um, kind of demon gods that the uh, the Hittites, I think he says, and the Sumerians used to, yeah, um, you know, pray to and basically form a cult. I think is the main crux of that that. They were um, worshipped, and now apparently they live in a fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it follows her back to her apartment. Yeah. From there, uh, because she she ends up going back, and there's another scene. There's another great scene with Lewis pestering her. Yeah. He's like, "We're gonna have a party. You gotta come." Yeah. Um, so they agree to a, a date. He manages to get her to agree. It's like she's warming to him. You know, she's she's coming round to the idea of Peter Venkman, and they agree to a date at. Oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I think he's at her apartment the next day. Yeah, and yeah, she go, she comes home and she tells her mum about the date, and then she gets um, attacked. Yeah, so her her the entire time, like her, there's a bright light coming from her fridge, uh, and then the door opens, and I think I'm pretty sure like fire spews into the apartment. Uh, it, it, something envelops her or something. Um, yeah, on she's sitting on uh, an armchair and hands come out of it and grab hold of her. Oh yeah, yeah, and then they go into the fridge. That's right. That's yeah, right. Uh, the, yeah, the door swings open and one of the uh, the demon dogs is there, and the the chair just flies through into the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I did quite like the foreshadowing of the demon dogs, like using the gargoyles. Yeah, because there's quite a few scenes where, where they'll pan to a gargoyle on a, the side of a building, and dramatic music will play. Yeah, um, specifically like two gargoyles that end up becoming the demon dogs later, and yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah, it's it's little things that you don't notice at the time, but when you go back and kind of rewatch it, you think, oh yeah, you, you, like the um the marshmallows earlier. You yeah, you pick up on all the little details, and it's it makes it a much better experience. Yeah, it was kind of funny because being able to analyze film a bit, I was I was watching and the, one of the first things they do is do that, and I'm like, hmm, wonder why they're doing that. Yeah, they're definitely they're they're gonna use the gargoyles later, yeah. and they did, and I was like, yeah, I yeah. saw that coming. I, I see what you did there. I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> they they they're great, kind of. They're very scary as well. They're, yeah, yeah. With the red eyes and just. The demon dogs are creepy. Yeah. Um. I forget. There's, there's a scene in between, because there there's a scene in between the, the her getting sucked into her fridge and then the next day where Venkman shows up. I think it's um, it, same. It might be Winston. I I think Winston may have already been introduced at this point. I'm I'm so maybe yeah. somewhere along the lane. Somewhere along the line, there's a brief scene where Winston comes in, and we mentioned it already. How he's just like, whatever the job needs, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, I just need a job. Pay me money. Um, and yeah, yeah. He actually references later how much he gets paid, and it's not a lot. <laughs> and, no, uh, yeah. For the time, I can imagine it would have been, but I think he says eleven and eleven five. So a year. Yeah. So right. Yeah. Just, just under twelve grand, which is not a lot. It's it's livable for the time, but it's not a lot, no. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 he really needed a job. <laughs> yeah, but how much are they earning? I know they charge people a lot, but they must be spending a lot of money as well. Yeah, so, well, they need a lot of power. I know that. Yeah, because of, they have to power the cages and everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, um, I don't know where they're getting all their money from. Yeah, appearance uh, TV most likely. <laughs> Is the next scene, though, where Venkman shows up for that date the next day? Yeah, he, he knocks on her door, and um, she... She... she yeah, Sorry, so Yeah, I was, I was just trying to think whether this... No, because the scene after... The scene before that is when Lewis gets attacked. Because when... Um... When Benkman turns... Oh, yeah, 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 right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so during uh, Lewis Tully's party, all of his um, work friends... Or was it... 
not not work friends, but people that his his clients or something like that. Yeah, because he he does taxes, so. Oh yeah. He he wrote it off as a a tax expense, so he got all of his clients to come to a party. And that was uh, funny, yeah. Yeah, and uh, as he throws some coats into the bedroom, they land on top of one of the devil dogs. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, and then the devil dog attacks and chases him through the city, which is funny because he's running away and. Yeah, I, I, really, um, I, I appreciate the way that he runs. It's very, <laughs> it's very comedic and slapstick and silly. But you can imagine that person running like that. It's just, it's hilarious. Yeah, and basically, same thing happens to him that happens to 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 Barrett, to Dana Barrett, which is basically, they get absorbed, I guess. Uh, yeah, by you, the demon you, dogs or yeah, possessed. You don't actually see what happened, but I can yeah, the, I can imagine they just kind of jump into them and take well because yeah i don't know because one of them ends up being the key master and one of them is the gatekeeper yes yeah they they have to meet to open up the door to... well they have to do more than meet but uh <laughs> well yeah it's it's implied during the scene with venkman and dana that they have to do a lot more but when he turns up later all they do is kiss and the gate opens does the gate open then? I'm pretty sure they kiss and then they cut away and then like a couple hours later the gate opens. It's a kid's movie. Either way. It's just Either way. Yeah. It yeah, <laughs> doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um yeah, so Lewis gets attacked and I I I did wonder why the dog specifically went for him because it ran past a lot of people. To get... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's mostly just because they've been building this relationship between oh, Dana and Lewis. Yeah, I don't think you didn't spend so much time on Lewis and then have the dog jump into one of the party guests. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been kind of dumb. Yeah. 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 Uh, plus, it would be an underutilization of Rick Moranis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's just the the creepy neighbor. Um, yeah. But yeah. But then there's. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say he gets possessed and then he ends up at the firehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he somehow ends up uh, at at Ghostbusters HQ Yeah. Um, with Egon. And Egon's, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And I love that little machine that he puts a machine on their head so they can see. It's like a it's like a predator vision of them in a computer yeah uh, and they introduced it earlier in the film with with uh that, dana barrett yeah and it's just her face on the screen but i love when they do it with lewis because they put it on his head and then inside the screen is the demon dog yeah and i was like that's great yeah that's that, good stuff i think it's even better because he's not even reacting he he kind of looks at the screen as if well this is normal it's, yeah <laughs> you know egon this is not right but he he's just looking at it as if to say no this this is just a day in the life of a ghostbuster yeah yeah i love that <laughs> there's, there's no emotional reaction yeah um and so while this is happening bankman is going to his date with with dana yeah um and he passes through all the security because there was a breakout because of the the demon dog which by the way the Demon Dog's animation actually looks really good and smooth for the time. Because they use stop motion to do when the dog's moving. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty good. I was yeah. surprised. It reminds me very much of um, Jason and the Argonauts. I, I'm not sure if yeah. you've seen that. But that's, that, 
that's the same kind of thing, and it 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 does look really good. Like I yeah, again to today's standards, like if if you showed someone a lot younger this movie, they would not appreciate that. But I do. I think it looks great. Yeah, and it, especially for the time, it actually looks really good. Yeah. Um. While I enjoyed the stop motion from RoboCop from a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, this stop motion is actually a lot smoother than that, um, which I thought was was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, uh, Venkman goes to his date with Barrett, uh, and she asks him if he's the gatekeeper. And the first time he says no, and she slams the door. Yeah, and it, she answers the door again, and it's as if he's a different person. Yeah, because and he, he says yes. <laughs> but then as soon as he gets into the door, he says, well, I'm a friend of his, I'm meeting him later. But she, yeah. she lets him come in anyway, which is strange. But Well, he says that, but I think it, that doesn't register. She's still like, well, you're the gatekeeper now, yeah. or the, the key master. She, and then... She's very sexual. She has this dress on that, like, it like very cut down her shoulder and flowy, and yeah. she's moving around extremely sexually. Yeah. And she, I think, she they she takes him to the bed and like tries to. Basically, she's trying to seemingly I... give Venkman what he's been wanting the whole film, but he's like, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do it with uh, possessed women yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's very funny in that scene. It's just the way he answers every sort of it, everything that she says. He has a retort, and it's I I think it is hilarious. Like it, he may come off as creepy at times, but the way he acts in that scene, you know, he he wants to do it, but he won't because he knows it's wrong. And yeah, he re- definitely redeems himself from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, but this is my last like kind of like this is not a kids movie thing because she literally says I want you inside me yeah yeah. <laughs> I think his answer was it, it's quite crowded in there or, or something like <laughs> that was funny yeah that yeah. was a good line yeah and then um, uh, I, I think this might be my favourite scene just for some of the jokes that he says and the way he replies it's just yeah I, I love it I, I can imagine that that was not in the script. He was just ad libbing at this point and yeah, doing yeah. a great job. Um, but yeah, so she starts like levitating, and he's uh, <laughs> he's kind of like, well, I gotta take care of this. He calls the Ghostbusters I, again, and they're like, we've got the keymaster, and he's like, well, I've got the gatekeeper. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say even during her levitation, he's not even shocked. He's just kind of looking around like, yeah, this this is normal. And yeah, I mean, throughout- it would be. <laughs> I guess by that point it's not a shock but I think I'd be a bit surprised and maybe even scared yeah I think he's just kind of like we've def- they've definitely dealt with at least one possessed person before so. possibly yeah <laughs> I just I can't believe how calm they are throughout a lot of these yeah yeah um, but I like that because it means that they're professionals um, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean you mentioned that like Christmas is in that montage potentially it means that they've been doing this for a long time like a year yeah i'm fairly certain it is this because they do a similar kind of montage in the second movie and okay yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain this one is they have christmas hats on 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've been um, doing it for at, at least six, seven months, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. longer. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they Venkman talks to Egon. He's like, "We got to meet up," and he's like, "Egon's like, that's dangerous, but I mean, what other option do we have?" Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think he knocks her out with um, some kind of drugs and goes back to the fire station. Oh yeah, he leaves her there. Yeah, because <laughs> that's you would. You, <laughs> yeah. What you at least talk? I mean, it is up. her apartment, but. <laughs> yeah, but some some kind of rope would have been handy there. Yeah. Um. And then, I forget how, but. Oh, I remember, I don't know how now. So basically, uh, Venkman goes back to check out the keymaster back at the the firehouse yeah and that's when peck shows up with a warrant that's right um and so winston and stance are out um and they only come in afterwards um yeah or they come in much afterwards yeah they're out doing something uh and venkman and egon are trying to convince peck to not shut off the containment system for all the ghosts they've captured yeah because it would basically cause an explosion which it it does spoiler alert yeah yeah it's I, I, think... I am wondering what their plan was like you can't keep them in there forever <laughs> no because they, they even have the discussion about how it's getting too full up so yeah at some point they would have had to at least build an extra one of, of somehow but yeah, that that surely must have been on the cards for a while the fact that it could explode they should have yeah. had a foul safe, I believe. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Like, what Peck was correct in his EPA, uh, ass- um, not assumption, but uh, assessment yeah. that it is dangerous because <laughs> it de- it definitely is. Yeah. Um, and like I say, there's absolutely no foul safe. You know, what if they no. have a power cut? <laughs> yeah. What if they have a blackout? Exactly. That 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 yeah. happened at some because I even have the discussion, like I say, about it being too full up, so that they had time to kind of think of a, a fail safe, and they didn't. But yeah, yeah. So that they... oh yeah, but uh, Winston must be in this scene because he he's he they they talk about the Twinkie. Yeah, I think that was earlier because. Is that earlier? Yeah. Yeah, when when they all run outside, um, Stance and Winston turn up in the car. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it must be before this, but there's a little great discussion about a Twinkie. Because <laughs> Egon's like, take this Twinkie, a normal-sized Twinkie. This is the normal amount of activity, of paranormal activity that New York has. Yeah. Right now, we're dealing with like a 300-foot Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, that's a big Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was, was pretty great. And when um, Peter Venkman comes downstairs, they refer to the the whole conversation as the Twinkie. Tell him about the Twinkie, like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so um, basically, Peck comes in and shuts that off, and there's a big explosion, and then they have to go to City Hall to talk to the mayor to kind of explain themselves. Yeah, I think they get arrested, um, and they're in a jail cell discussing with the uh, blueprints about the the um apartment building and how yeah. it's specifically built as a conduit for this kind of activity and yeah, yeah all... they kind of 
hint that like this was kind of, they they start making references to the end of the world and kind of being like well maybe this was built kind of in to prepare for the end of the world yeah or yeah like to i think they they even suggest that um they were doing um not sacrifices just kind of um what's the word uh, rituals yeah. Top of this building to bring up around the end of the world. I think it was a cult that worked. Yeah, under. yeah. So that's why the building was built so that they had somewhere to open a door. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense why uh, Dana's uh, fridge is the door and everything. Yeah. Um. I quite like the next scene where they go talk to the mayor and basically convince him that they need to save the day. I I, um, I, I think it's great. I really do. It's... Because <laughs> it's it's like them wailing on Peck, but also being yeah. like, hey, mayor, if you do this and we're wrong, we'll go to jail. But if you do this and we're right, you'll have saved a bunch of voters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know, this, this, they're kind of implying that's how a mayor would think. Like, huh. If I do this... Yeah, I mean, it, it is, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, could... I thought it was funny. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, and they, um, yeah, they call Peck Dickless. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what your um, policy is on swearing on this. No, no, it's full on, usually. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. The mayor says to him, is this right? And he says, yes, this man has no dick. I think it's like, <laughs> yeah. just so nonchalant, just the way he says it, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, they, they uh, Peck gets thrown out. We never see him again. Well, actually, we do. We see him for one little bit. Um, yeah. One more little bit of humiliation. Uh, but they convince the mayor that they need to go stop this. Uh, and so they get like a, they get a, a, a police escort to the scene. Yeah. Um, with army, with, uh, yeah army the army is there as well yeah that's like the entirety of the army and then they never do anything later <laughs> <laughs> they just caught a stand that was around. pretty funny yeah look at our big tank um yeah. <laughs> but yeah so this is kind of leading to the the climax of the film yeah um the obviously massive. before this little the, you get little shots of of um lewis making his way to dana and they end up you know kissing and probably yes. doing more um, <laughs> I don't think they do, honestly, because they, they, they kiss and then they turn around and the stairs are there and they walk up the stairs yeah. and then all they right, just... All uh, right. That's... Dana seemed to imply that there was a lot more that needed to happen when Venkman was, was in <laughs> her apartment. I think it's just a Randy Demon dog that, you know, yeah, one gives yeah. Demon dog is horny. <laughs> yeah, basically. I think that's what that was because... Maybe. I think it, it the demon dog realized that he wasn't the key master, so she just thought, well, seeing as we're both here. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um But yeah, so so the door's kind of been opened. Um there's a lot of beams into the sky, but this is way before that was a trope, so it's alright. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was it was good back then. Yeah. This is Independence Day. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and they turn into the then, dogs again. 
Yeah, so they turn into the dogs and the Ghostbusters show up on that floor. There's a great scene where they're climbing stairs. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I think they... I'm not sure if they reference it, but I've I've heard somewhere that those proton packs are really really heavy. You know they okay yeah they weigh it's it's like a someone in the army carrying their backpack. It's it's the same kind of yeah yeah. They they look heavy and imagine walking up 22 flights of stairs with those on your back. It cannot be fun. No, <laughs> um, but yeah. So they they make it to the top and they interact with. Uh, Zor or Zool, right? Yeah. The 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 lady. That's that's. She refers to herself as Goza, but then she says that Goza is the the monster. So I'm, yeah, I've, that's what I thought. I've always been. I thought she was Zool. I think Zool is one of the dogs. Well, yeah, because I so. Dana gets possessed by Zool. Yeah. And I. They never name the keymaster, but then there's Gozer, but then there's also that lady and the two dogs. Yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the keymaster does have a name because he he says his name at one point, but oh yeah, it's. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure Gozer is that lady. Yeah, according to Google, it is that. Oh. Lady. Yeah. All right. Well, they meet with Gozer. I, th- I think and they're like. I think. At that point, her form is the lady, and then when they choose the form of the destroyer, she disappears. Okay, and... alright, that makes sense. Yeah. That's... Yeah, so basically they're like, could you leave? And she's like, nah. And yeah. so they, they <laughs> oh. have to choose a form. Yeah, and they have to clear their heads, and they don't. Yeah, I thought that was funny, because I, I love that, because that adds to the cartooniness of this. It's like... They can choose whatever form is gonna take over. And I'm like, oh, that's clever. That's a clever way to do it. Yeah. So... If you think of Jake Hoover, Jake Hoover will show up and destroy us. So <laughs> yeah, clear your minds. And when all is straight away, she says, uh, "You have chosen." And then you know, Venkman's like, "Well, I didn't choose. Who who chose?" And you can see in the background, Stance, Stance just oily, <laughs> backing away. You know, whoops. Yeah, it's just like, I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then obviously you get a great little peek through the buildings and then a full shot of the Marshmallow Man. It's iconic. Very yeah. iconic. I, I actually recently had a Ghostbusters t-shirt with him on the front, but my, par- okay. my partner ruined it, so I had to throw it away. I was very, very upset at the time. But uh. I've not forgiven her yet. I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is like a great scene where it, it kind of climbs up the, the tower and they're kind of shooting their beams at it. Yeah. Um, it's on fire. And basically they kind of realize that they're not really doing anything. Yeah, they, um, they give up very quickly. Yeah. Um, I think they don't really do much. They just shoot their guns. <laughs> yeah, because even before that, when they're shooting it at the lady... The, she jumps over and then they shoot her again and she disappears and they kind of look at each other like oh that that was easy yeah yeah um but yeah so basically they figure out that the a, a possible way to close the door is to cross the streams right yeah um i was gonna say we forgot to mention that earlier they egon says don't, they can't cross yeah, the streams yeah because it will be very bad but yeah yeah they they that is one way that could stop it 
so they give it a go. I, I love the way that when when he says when Egon says, you know, we could try crossing the streams, Venkman immediately replies, Well, you said that was bad and he says, Well, there's a chance we could survive and straight away everyone's like, Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was no like, hard... Winston Winston's got nothing else to live for. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Well, yeah, and he mentions this is not worth eleven five a year. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it then. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh but uh so they end up like having to cross the streams and and there's a massive explosion on top of the building that melts Marshmallow Man. Yeah, it um, explodes, I think. And then it... Yeah, his face melts and uh I love one thing that uh they mentioned in the in a document in the bonus features that I was watching. Um they mentioned that they made the explosion specifically overly huge so that it was kind of comedic that they all survived. Yeah, because when you watch that and they kind of, they hop out of the way, but it, it the whole roof explodes. You know, there's no way yeah. that they could have survived no matter where they hid. That That is not going to happen. But I, I did notice that when I was watching it again earlier. I, every time I watch this movie, I notice other little things. And that did yeah. Actually, stand out the fact that that explosion was so ridiculously huge and <laughs> yeah and they was all fine so yeah it's, it's, it's weird yeah yeah well I, I specifically like the make the filmmakers like because the special effects people were like if you made an explosion actually that big nobody would survive it's, and then the filmmakers were like that's why it's funny because <laughs> yeah, it, it is it's, it's like you say it's, it's a cartoon it's just yeah ridiculous yeah. and funny yeah, um, and real quick, Marshmallow looks amazing. Yeah. Like, the, the the stuff they had to do for him making a miniature and walking through the set and everything just all looks great. It's, I, I love the way that when he's walking, you can hear his feet kind of crunching. Like, yeah. Like, you could imagine a, a huge Marshmallow would that kind of, it's hard to explain, just the weird kind of crunchy noise that it makes. It's... it's it gets me every time, like, because it, it just, yeah, yeah. it really does take me back, and yeah, it's it's very clever. Yeah, um, but ultimately they close the door. Uh, a bunch of marshmallow liquid gets dumped on Peck. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That was all. Um, uh, it, it was shaving cream, wasn't it? They used. Yeah, yeah. So that that was a lot of shaving cream to dump on one man. <laughs> they were. They had like triple the the amount initially and it floored the guy that they dumped it on they're like well i guess we'll do less than that <laughs> um but yeah it's pretty great and everybody's covered in marshmallow uh except beckman like you mentioned um, i think that's great the way he just yeah <laughs> he walks out like oh, is everyone okay yeah i'm, I'm good yeah. <laughs> yeah oh i love how winston just like is all happy he's like i love my job yeah this is amazing yeah you you would be uh, I, I think you'd be quite euphoric after that experience and coming through the yeah. side like i say they they agreed to that very quickly they did the fact that they didn't die you would be very very happy um but yeah so they they ended up closing the door uh and they fish dana and lewis out of the the gargoyle statues because they're back to rocks now yeah because there's, um, there's a brief moment where venkman's quite upset because he thinks he's lost dana and yeah. she starts moving and you know they, they break them out yeah um, 
and I mean, uh, they go down. They go back down to to raucous applause because be- yes. they've saved everyone. Yeah. Uh, Bankman and Barrett sa- share a kiss and yeah, <laughs> basically happily ever after. Yeah, <laughs> until I, part two. Yeah, I actually, I actually thought during that scene when he just grabs her and kisses her, she 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 was warming to Venkman, but she turned around very quickly. I know he saved her life, but yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like <laughs> the first half of the movie, she kind of despised him. And then she started to think, well, he's not too bad. And then she's like, okay, let's, let's kiss. Yeah. Well, and then she's a horny demon. <laughs> Mate, and then she's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she could be excused for that one. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then that's, and then, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and then the iconic um, Ghostbusters theme plays. Oh yeah, I was gonna say we haven't even talked about that. I can't believe that the the theme is great. Love that song. soundtrack throughout this movie is great because a lot of them songs they i think they reference ghostbusters in the majority of those songs yeah they're all original they're written for this and they're all really great yeah it's i've I've never really thought about listening to the soundtrack until today and i think i may need to give it a good listen over the weekend yeah yeah it's they're all just great iconic songs yeah it's fantastic yeah Um, they cheer me up yeah, it's a good film. I think I probably would have enjoyed it more again if I if I had seen it as a kid. Although there are a lot of sex jokes. <laughs> um, again, you wouldn't have known. You you wouldn't. No. Yeah. I hope you wouldn't have known. But yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have known. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I think a lot of my flaws are just flaws criticizing it as a normal movie but it's definitely a cartoon yeah it's just blowing me it's blowing me away how much like i'll look at it and differently as a cartoon (laughs) yeah i i I understand that if if you watch this movie for the first time as an adult you can the same with any movie you can see its flaws yeah yeah um but if you sort of go back and look at it through the eyes of a child i mean just a quick aside, one of my favourite movies is Batman and Robin. But it, yeah. it is only because I saw that as a child and it's, it's easily the worst Batman movie ever. But <laughs> when when you're a child and that's your first kind of introduction to... Uh, it, it's the first movie, uh, Batman movie, that I saw at the cinema. But because it was so big and colourful, I loved it. Yeah. And... Now I know how bad it is, but I still enjoy it. Whereas if I yeah. did it now for the first time, I would hate it. I can imagine. But it's 
yeah it's just the it's just difference of perspective really exactly it's, I, I see a lot of these things through nostalgic eyes and that's why i love ghostbusters so much because it always has been a big part of my life yeah um and i think I think it's. I'm glad that I was able to say it's good. I was. I'm. I was glad that I didn't watch it. And I'm like, well, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, this could have been you know? a much different discussion if you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so oh. I'm glad you at least liked it. Yeah. Um. So uh, quickly, we have another segment called "Let's Get Contextual," where yes. we, uh, we talk about how we could finish the film faster. I don't know that there's a ton of ways to do it with this one, to be honest. Um, no. Um, how much faster? Because so, it really, just faster. Period. Because like the way we did it with, have you seen RoboCop? Yes. The way we did it with RoboCop is um, we we said that instead of going in at the very beginning where he gets shot apart just wait for backup <laughs> so <it's laughs> things like that okay where uh, we just kind of break the whole movie down uh cool. i had to stop this movie quicker um well if you could stop walter peck from turning off the the um the containment system that yes yeah, that, that would have that that's what i was thinking because I, I know at that point uh, just cooperate with peck in the beginning yeah. let him know that that is a bomb <laughs> yeah take him down and say look this is what this is there, these ghosts are real um you know don't turn it off uh, yeah if he doesn't believe you just be like hey we got a call you want to come yeah. <laughs> you I, know i believe I, I know at the point when they do turn it off and there is that explosion the um dana and lewis tully are already possessed but i think a lot of that psychic energy comes from the containment field and kind of helps to open that door yeah, because yeah. When, when and it, plus, like the rest of the city gets possessed and everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when the when the camera kind of pans up above the building, all the the pink uh, like ghosts that are flying through the air, they they kind of all culminate at that building. So I think, much like the second movie, all that kind of energy helps the evil. So yeah, I, yeah. I think at any point, if that hadn't been turned off, it could have been dealt with a lot quicker. Yeah, I think the only other way to break the movie, because a lot of this, they just don't know what's going on and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the only other way to do it would just make sure they don't be Ghostbusters. Yeah. Just, just, uh, I mean, you get the same problem, just nobody's going to solve it. Yeah. The world just ends. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to the library. Simple. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, real quick, I wanted to do another segment, a new segment. Are you ready for a brand new segment? I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad to be the... the 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 first person to do this i can't wait yeah uh so it's called uh let's get social and so this is um <laughs> basically i put out a call like we mentioned earlier to get other yes. people's thoughts on on ghostbusters um yeah. so i'm going to read out a few thoughts from various people uh and if you want to do this in the future um i'll i'll start doing this more often be like hey we're going to be talking about this film what are your or whatever it is what are your thoughts uh and if you tweet us in or message us or whatever it is. Uh, I'll give you a shout on the episode. So yeah, I'll, I'll free publicity. It's a good idea to get other people's opinions, they, even though yeah, um, straight away I think a lot of them are wrong. It's <laughs> it's always nice to have someone else's yeah. opinion. Um, so let's start with uh, my father uh, Scott, who said, I think on Twitter he said uh, uh, Bill Murray at the height of his power or something like that. 
Um, but then when I messaged him later, he said, uh, it was outstanding when it came out. It was one of a few quintessential nostalgic centerpieces of the 80s in general. Just hearing one bar of Bray Park Jr.'s title theme and memories of that time come, of that time period, sorry, come flooding back. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. It's a great song. It is. It's, it, it holds up very, very well. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they were to release that song now, it would go to number one. Yeah, like I I was listening I was listening to it, I put it in my playlist like a, a month ago and I'm jamming out to it. It's a good yeah, song. It's, it is great. It's, it it really hits the nostalgic feels. Yeah. Uh Tony Kaz from the Weekly Nerd podcast said, uh I love these films. First the villains were great, stay push uh Puff Marshmallow Man, Gozer and Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. So maybe Vigo is the is the the key master no vigo is the um the painting in the sequel oh, okay all right yeah. um spoilers gosh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, um, he maybe <laughs> i don't even know uh, track. <laughs> tony goes on uh awesome visual effects and timeless replayability throughout time make them fun goofy fi- goofy films then throw in dan Aykroyd and bill murray boom magic yeah so this is pretty much your opinion <laughs> this, this is pretty much we've said everything that we've said throughout this episode you know the, the visual effects are great and you, you can kind of watch it over and over again and appreciate it for different yeah every time so yeah he's he's 100 percent correct yeah um luke from the robocop episode said uh the comedy is so beautifully dry and down to earth it's a rare meeting of the perfect concept with the best actors uh, Again. yeah I'd agree correct yeah he's yeah. gets a 10 out of 10 from me I, I appreciate so now we're getting now we're getting into some of the people that disagree with you um, I've, got, I've got to go so... now I have to go um, <laughs> it's been great uh, this is from Travis from the Watchmen Minute podcast and the Real Comic Heroes mm-hmm. he says uh, this is a strange experience for me this isn't a beloved movie for me I like it but I don't have the history with this movie like so many people my age do um it totally holds up and only has a few missteps bill murray as venkman really distracted me the whole time he doesn't feel like a real character to me rather it just feels like bill murray doing whatever he wants overall i like it but it's not a movie i watch very often now i think that after travis travis if you're listening to this after you've listened to this episode you might change your mind as i did if you think of it as a cartoon (laughs) because uh, i i said at the beginning that bill murray I believe was just being Bill Murray. You know, he he kind of yeah. scripted and did what he does, and to me that's a positive. But I I can understand how some people would see that as a negative. But yeah, like yeah. like you say, if you look at it in a different perspective, it's it's acceptable. You know. Yeah. So I yeah. I, I get what he means, but again, he's wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Josh, uh, I'm sorry, Josh, I don't know what podcast you're from. Maybe I'll try to tweet it later. Uh, Says, like Travis, I've never been too invested. It's a fun 80s time, but that's all. Backlash at the modern remake seemed absurd to me. The new one was dumb, but fine. Which is pretty much my opinion of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 anyway. Yeah, you know, like like I said earlier, I I actually really enjoyed the the reboot. Um, it, It wasn't as bad as what people made out to be, but... It, it's a totally different kind of 
universe. You know, you can you can treat them as two opposite kind of franchises. If, if that yeah. makes sense, you know, you can take the original, and it is great because it's perfect. The reboot was great because it, you know, they tried something different, but it to a lot of people it didn't work. But it, yeah, yeah, you know, the original is always there, so it doesn't. It, it's not an issue. Yeah, um, Harry from Beyond the Box set said, "Meh, it's fine. Not seen the second one. Love the remake from 2016." Wow. Um, yeah, he's wrong, but yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Harry. Uh, I thought I saw that and I was like, "Wow, Harry being controversial over here." Yeah, I'm. I'm actually not going to listen to his podcast anymore. So that's. <laughs> oh, it's a great podcast, though. You should definitely listen to it. <laughs> I, I do. I've, I've I've been listening to a lot of yours as well. Like it's. it's oh, thank you. Trying to get through everyone's podcast is. It's ridiculous. And I it's think madness. Yeah. Everyone needs to take a few months off, I think. So <laughs> that would really help. We'll have a, con- we'll have a, a conjoined hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, uh, finally from Garrett, uh, who is on here a lot. Uh, it doesn't need to be a franchise, that's for sure. That's that's where I got that from. I, yeah. I said earlier that someone mentioned it shouldn't be a franchise. That's, that's what I was thinking of. But... Why not? Everything's a franchise now, you know. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. You know, it, everything is so culturally aware in everything else. So everything technically is a franchise. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. And uh, with that, I think we're closing the segment and closing the show. So, uh, Aaron, why don't you tell people where they can hear more of you um, or see you? Yes, um, I do have a podcast. It's called Up and At them it's i'm trying to really pronounce that well so that people can find it it's, it's on um the Podbean app and it also goes through onto spotify um i do have a youtube channel called uh aaron talks films where at least i try to at least once a week make a video um related to movies sometimes more than that if there's any trailers i do a lot of trailer breakdowns i actually did the ghostbusters teaser trailer this week and nearly cried because <laughs> I I'm a big uh, sissy, um, but yeah, Instagram and Twitter, Aaron talks films across all of those. So yeah, if you want to come and check me out, feel free to do so and tell me how bad I am. <laughs> uh, no, tell him how great he is because Aaron's great. Uh, yeah. And check out all the links in the description. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, and uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Let's Get Context, uh, gmail.com, also Let's Get Context. Uh, email us in, what do you think of Ghostbusters? And uh, of future things, if you want to get a shout out on the show, like I said, uh, you can just uh, tweet us in or message us or whatever. And um, there's another one. Oh, uh, if you want to hear the bonus episode, um, for every episode that we do, we always do a bonus episode. Uh, check out uh, patreon.com slash Dante pods and those will be there all links in the description and with that I think we'll bid you all adieu yes goodbye uh, thank you again so much for having me on it's, it's been it's been fun I've really enjoyed. yeah no problem yeah thank you goodbye everyone la 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 this is the end <laughs> nice <laughs>